Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today in Science from Wired. What's a semi-log plot, and how can you use it for COVID data? It is very useful for showing data that spans different orders of magnitude, like case numbers in South Korea compared to the numbers in the United States. By Rhett Elaine. It's quite clear that things aren't going so well with this COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, it's bad, and it seems to be getting worse. The number of infected humans is just getting stupid large. As of today, there have been more than 10 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 in just the United States. But some other countries like South Korea have significantly fewer cases, under 30,000. Or maybe you want to look at cases in the U.S. in March when they numbered in the hundreds and compare them to October when they numbered in the millions. So how do you display data for stuff with such a huge range of values? The answer is to use a semi-log plot. I'm going to explain exactly how this works. Let's start with a simple plot of the number of confirmed cases as a function of day number. In this example, day one is the first day that USA and South Korea had their first positive COVID case. Since South Korea has a smaller population than the USA, 51 million versus 328 million, it might be useful to also include some larger countries. I'm going to use Brazil, 209 million, and India, 1.4 billion. This is just a normal, not semi-log plot for these four countries. Oh, you can get all this data from the COVID-19 data repository at Johns Hopkins University. What do you notice from the plots on Wired's website? Other than the U.S. doing very poorly with its confirmed cases? The thing that should jump out at you is that you can't even see the data for South Korea. It's there, it's just too small to see. If you want to examine both the huge USA data and the not-so-huge South Korea data, you need a semi-log plot. In this case, log is short for logarithm, not an actual wooden leg. What the heck is a semi-log plot? I guess the first thing is to explain logs. Let me start with a number, a big number. How about 1 million? I could write this in the most common way as a 1 followed by 6 zeros, like this, 1, 000, But I could also write that as a power of 10. 1 million equals 10 to the 6th power. Just to be clear, 10 to the sixths means 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10. 10. But what if I want to do the inverse of 10 raised to some power? It's much easier to write big numbers by raising them to some power. This is exactly what we do with numbers in scientific notation. 
Finding the power of 10 that a number is raised to is exactly what a logarithm does. If I take the log of 1 million, it gives the result of 6. Oh, here is an important note. If we are talking about 10 raised to some power, that means we are using a log base of 10. The two most common bases are 10, because we write numbers in base 10, or e, the natural number where e is approximately 2.718. It's irrational. So log 10x equals x. So log times 1 million equals log of 10 to the 6th, or 6. But wait, you can also take the logarithm for numbers that aren't integer powers of 10. Let's just pick a number. I'm going with 1,234. If I take the logarithm of this number, I get log 1,234 equals 3.09132. This means that if you raise 10 to the power of 3.09132, you get 1,234. But why? Why would you do that? Okay, let's go back to our terrible COVID data. Suppose that instead of plotting the number of confirmed infections, I plot the log or base 10 of the number of infections. I can then plot the log of the number versus the day number. You can see what the plot looks like on Wired's website. Just to be clear, this is the same data as the first plot, but there is a big difference. You can actually see the data for South Korea even though that country's numbers are so much lower than those in the USA. Why? Well, let's look at the total number of confirmed cases as of November 17, 2020. For the USA, it's 11,036,935. And for South Korea, it's 28,769. Now let's take the log, base 10, of both these numbers. Log of 11,036,935 equals 7.04285. Log of 28,769 equals 4.45892. Unless you want a very rough estimate of a log function, you're going to need to punch this into your calculator or use a log table where you look up a value. Now, instead of having numbers that are very far apart, we now have values in the same range, 7.04 and 4.46, such that they will easily fit in the same scale on a graph. But we don't have to actually take the log of the data. There is another option. Use a nonlinear vertical axis. You can see what that looks like on Wired's website as well. Notice that the numbers on the vertical axis are not fixed step sizes. The markings on the vertical axis show an increase by a power of 10 instead of an additive increase of, say, 1,000 more cases. Since the horizontal scale is still linear, this is called a semi-log plot. A log-log plot would have both axes in an exponential scale. Then when should you use a semi-log plot and when should you use a linear axis plot? If you have data that spans a very wide range of values, different orders of magnitude, then you pretty much have to create a semi-log plot so that you can see all of it. If the range of data is in the same magnitude, even if it's super large numbers, then you can just make a normal plot. But you need to be careful. If you look at a semi-log plot and assume it has a linear axis, it makes South Korea look like it's pretty bad when it's really not. Sadly, for COVID-confirmed cases, you pretty much need a semi-log plot. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
you'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.